And you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. Hello, my people. Good morning. It is Monday. It is Monday. Listen, it could be Happy Monday, but usually I say Happy Sunday, Happy Saturday, Happy Friday, because that's like a weekend that's like a weekend greeting. But look, we here. We are here. We breathing. We're alive and kicking. It is 9.06 a.m., y'all. And I want to wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. And uh, listen, I got a business segment starting off the week for you. Um, it's covering, it has three parts to it. But today I'm covering um, starting your business which I'm going to break some stuff down. It's, inform- it's very informative for those who want to start a business, who are in the beginning stages of a business, and who's, who perhaps been running a startup for the last couple of years. So it's, um, it's, it's cool because my, you know, I'm taking it from a different angle. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's cool. I'm just trying to get you to listen to my podcast, so it's going to be cool. <laughs> The second part of my segment, listen, artistic and being successful. Now, I give you history in in, in, in terms of my own personal uh, struggles with being artistic and, and, um, and being an artistic adult as well. I am still autistic. You don't, it doesn't go away, guys. <laughs> so, I manage it very well. So, artistic and being successful. There is such a misconception that autistic children cannot be successful. And I am here as an example. As a, I am, I am, my startup is, is doing well. I need capital. <laughs> but um, the company itself is, is brilliant. And I, I am an example to let people know that because you are autistic, it doesn't mean you cannot achieve or acquire those goals and dreams that you have. So that's the second part. And then I'm going to discuss and disclose the top seven best people who will motivate and guide you. So, now seven in biblical numerology means a perfect number. It is a perfect number. It equates to perfection. So top seven best people who will motivate you. I didn't do top ten. I did the top seven. So, guys... Let's go. (laughs) This part of the segment that I'll be beginning with is about starting your business. Now, it's, it's, uh, it's not new information, but I did want to reiterate. Uh, I am 49 and I'm and I've had I've owned two companies in my lifetime. The first company was LAM's Cosmetic Design. I was a uh, hair and makeup stylist. I started freelancing for a few years, and my clientele got so large I be, I, I had to create a company, uh, hire employees, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, um, part of being successful. In the industry, in the business industry, in, in the business lane, 
is that you have to be, it should be solving a problem. Now, when you create, when you go into a business and you are in an area or an arena where it is already saturated, I'm, I'm, it might, it may not be the best idea. Now, if it is a passion and you have a skill set in that area, there is an exception. But me personally, I would not dare go into the cosmetic industry as a new line because the industry, the cosmetic industry is so saturated. It's saturated. It's almost impossible to really make good capital or bring in good revenue. So that's just an example. Um, so when you think in terms of opening a new business, you want to, you, you want it, you want new ground or ground that is not yet saturated within that particular area or arena or lane. If you decide to open a business and it is, you know, you do have competitors there, then you have to be solving a problem that has not yet been solved or revamping something that has already been done. So this is the problem that I'm seeing with a lot of businesses. What I am seeing that you, you know, you are, you have an idea. It's a good idea, maybe, but depending upon the lane you're driving in. Now, if you are in a traffic jam and there are tons of other cars on, on the, on the highway, you're not going to go, you're not getting very far. You're not, you're, it's going to take you a long time to get to that destination, especially if we're talking in terms of revenue. So for instance, you open, you open up, let's say, let's say you open up a boutique. Right now, you are fashion. You are. This is your lane. This is your skill set. You have your own line. Maybe you you know you're introducing new designers within your boutique. But you know, you open it up across the street from the shopping mall or a Macy's or a Kohl's. And so, do you understand? So, picking the area in from in in the area that you'll be working out of is very also important. So, when you choose the location. It is very important you keep in mind that you don't you don't want an area where it, it is already set it is already saturated with the services you are rendering. So you want to be unique. You want to be rare, you want to be if pre, if if at all possible the only kind of business like yours in that area. So, if I wanted to open up a salon, I would never choose a a, a, a location where there's three, four, five other salons on the same block. Now, I don't care how cheap the rent is. I'm not going to make any money. So that's an, that's something I just, that's a, a sidebar. Now, going to the beginning stages of starting your business. You want to have a plan. You want to, and I'm not talking about a business plan. I'm, I'm talking about something that, that's, you know, you, you write out, you itemize way before you get into a business plan. So you write out your plans and goals for the business. Short-term and long-term goals for the business. And then you subcategorize that plan in terms of uh, first, the 
the first the first subject should be the first the first thing should be goals and plans, short term and long term in general. Then you subcategorize it. What steps do I need to take to get to these goals and dreams and plans for my business? And then you do the allocations. You have to get you have to research. I mean, there's you have to research the allocations, the funds that it's going to take to run the company so that if you get investors, if you if you go to a bank, they have these allocations. So everything from maintenance to IT to any service you may need to the receptionist, receptionist at the front desk. All this has to be incorporated in your numbers down to the landscaping on the property. So you have this, all these numbers. I, I think what most people do, they, they get the the big numbers, but they forget the little things. And sometimes this can, this can break a company because if you don't budget correctly, then you can be in trouble. Budgeting is a big deal. It's a big deal. Like right now, there's a bill I'm not paying. I say, because I can't take it out of this budget. I have to stick to my budget. I have to stick to my budget. I cannot go outside the parameters of this budget. <laughs> so the the uh, the creditor, you know, I, I, I got time, but yeah, but it, uh, it come to me for some services I meant to say. But listen, so... You have to stick to a budget. You have to have a budget and you have to stay within the parameters of said budget. And some companies, you'd be surprised. They go week to week. Just listen. Just listen. If, listen let's just see what happens on Tuesday. Let's see what happens on Friday. <laughs> listen, they own a shop or, they, or a restaurant. They don't know if the lights going to be on. So this is no way to run a company or business. Now, most people already know this. You must have a side hustle. You you must have a side hustle. And this is to start the dream of goals associated with your business. It's not to finance it because you need you need a lot of capital to finance a business. So whether it's a nonprofit or for profit. You know, if it's nonprofit, you need grants. So that's something that you have researched already and you have allocated the right numbers so that you know exactly how much to ask for. But a side hustle is to finance the beginning stages because for a company, for a startup to be successful, you need real money. You need real money, whether it's whether you're considering taking out a personal loan, business loan, um, some people put, you know, they take out second mortgages on their homes, whether you have investors, whether you get a grant for nonprofit, um, for nonprofit organizations, but you must have a side hustle. Now, as a side hustle, it will finance things like, it will finance things like the computers you may need. Um, it, it will finance your office supplies, your postage, your, Anything that, any overhead that is not going to be detrimental to your pocket that you can maintain, but it's necessary. So you need a side hustle, if not two or three. You need a side hustle. So currently, I'm going to be just very transparent. 
I am I I am an operations expert as well as a consulting and management firm, but my company incorporates people's services. I'm big on community service, not just locally. But by the end of this year, I want I want to be international. Now these are my, this is my these are my short term and long term goals. I I have some overhead, so you know I have. I have a, I have some overhead, so I have I must have a side hustle to supplement that and to supplement the money I need in order to run my startup successfully. Now I have twenty plus years in my profession, both as an operations expert, a senior administrator, and executive leader. I started out. Within my profession as an administrator at 18, I am now 49. In the past, I've had to take positions where I was lowballed, making as low as $12 an hour, but I had the responsibility. Not the title, but I did have the responsibility that I could incorporate in my resume when I left that would then get me the title and the money for the next position. So as an operations expert, I'm hired as a third party. And my focus is usually on big companies. I use my skill set, which is an advanced skill set. I've been I'm about 30 years deep into my profession. So therefore I recalibrate, I revamp, and I rebrand for growth and productivity, increased productivity within these companies. And it's like taking apart the engine. And you're putting it back together again, piece by piece. You're rebooting the system. So therefore, it is a beautiful engine that is now running smoothly because they hired LAD Ventures Corp. <laughs> but for instance, sometimes it's not the entire engine. Sometimes it's just a couple of departments within the company. So maybe it is the it is the marketing department. Maybe it is the um at the accounting department, maybe it is the, you know, sales department, and maybe it is the uh, administration, in general, the administrative department. But I must, the work that I do entails a great deal of tedious, micromanaging, detail-oriented work. Because I have to examine if I'm doing the whole, if I am rebuilding the entire engine or I am fixing certain bolts and nolts within the engine, I still have to take it apart. So I still have to go from the maintenance department and janitorial department all the way up to the CEO. Because now they're saying we don't understand where our money's going. We don't understand why our productivity is low. We don't understand why the bathrooms are not being cleaned correctly. We have issues with our company and we need you. So this is what I do. So my bread and butter to finance my company comes from being an operations expert. The good doctor says you're fine now. Hi, you. (laughs) So that is how I've been financing my lane. Now, in terms of your lane, you have to have a side hustle and it doesn't have to necessarily be associated with your dream or goal for your business. If you're into fashion, you know, you and you have a skill set in computers, then you should be doing IT to finance your fin- your your fashion business. You understand? So you have to have a side hustle. 
And um, the next thing I want to say, you have to have balance. You must have balance. You cannot work 12 hours a day, seven days a week, because you will go crazy. Do you understand? No, seriously, in every sense of the word, your mind needs rest. Your mind needs rest. It cannot function on a hundred all the time. It needs to power down, sleep, proper eating, extracurricular activity, start having more sex with your wife, start having more sex with your husband, take your kids to the park, sit down and watch a good movie or comedy. You must have balance. And then there's spending time with God, which leads me to my next and last point on starting your business. You must keep God in the center of your plans and check with him prior to executing your startup because he might say no. He might say this is not the time. He might say this is not the lane for you. He might say you should be on you should be here but you're trying to go left. He's telling you to go right. So he is your GPS. God protective services. He is your GPS and he will never steer you wrong. So you must take your plans to God and make sure he is signing off on your agenda. Because if he does not, then what you do will not be successful. He will not be in the plans and you will not get the results you want. You must keep him in the center. He who knows all things will never tell you wrong. He knows what's best for you and for your money. <laughs> so you must pray about these things. And again, I always encourage people. It doesn't always have to be, you know, so fancy and creative and, and formal. Just say, God, you know what? Um, this is my idea. I, listen, you gave me a, a passion and I, I have good skill set in this area. But listen, should I be doing this? You know, is this a good idea? Is this the right time? And if it is, how? If it let him give you the how. Now you you've got maybe you've gotten the green light you received the green light from God. You feel it in your spirit, you feel it in your gut. It's a go. Now you need a how. Let him give you the how, how to do it. So, that was my that was my uh soapbox on starting your business. Following these key points will bring success. It, it will bring success. Now, being autistic. Some of you have read my post. You've heard my podcast. You've been following me for the last two or three years. And I, I want to... I want to discredit people who say that you cannot be autistic and be successful. This is not accurate. This is not true. First, let me clear up some of the misconceptions about autism. It is not a mental illness. It is not a mental illness and autistic children should not be on psych meds because it is not a mental illness. It's not a mental illness. 
certain medications that they put autistic children on actually alters the personality. And this is no good. No good. I am autistic. I'm speaking as a person who is autistic. I've been, I, my, you know, I, it was noticeable from the age of three. And when I was not talking at five, five years old, five years old, I still was not talking, not a single syllable. I wouldn't even tell you when I had to go to the bathroom. And my mother refused to take me to the doctor. And she would tell people, nah, she just, no, I'm not taking it to the doctor. Because, you know, in, in those days, if you weren't dying, you just didn't go to the doctor. But it, and also, she just, it was just a no. I'm not taking her to the doctor. The, 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 at the time we were in the church and, and the minister and the pastor would tell her, you got to take this child to the doctor. She said, no. So teachers, she didn't listen to the teachers. You, you know, your daughter's autistic. She needs, she needs additional services. She needs help. And she said, no. And she would beat me, you know, and she would say, it's nothing wrong with you. You'll do the work. I don't care what they say. So my background is both uh, a background of autism and being abused, not just by my parents, but, you know, I, I was in an abusive relationship with my ex-husband. So you can overcome as someone who is recovering from abuse and or autism. Now, autistic and being successful, it is absolutely possible, more than possible, because I'm doing it and I have done it. Was my right before the pan, uh, right a year or so before the pandemic, I was an office manager and operations expert. And I got promoted four times within a year, four times, four times. So at the time I was, I started out making $15 an hour. It was through a temp, it was through a temp service. And then the company hired me permanently. I got, I got it promoted and I got promoted and I got, I continued to get promoted. And so I started out at $15 an hour and my salary went up to about 75,000 a year. And that happened all in about a year, which is pretty cool. So I'm talking about, see, somebody, that's not a lot of money. But you forget, I'm autistic. <laughs> if you were born into money, and you, you may be able to relate to this in a different way because you may have an autistic child. So this is also information for you. Don't let doctors tell you. And, 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 and give you some depressing report that he'll never improve. He'll always stay the same. This medication is your best option. It's a no. It's not true. It's not true. Because by the time, let me tell you. And I, I still rock. I still, I, I have my autistic moments, but I manage it very well. And I don't, I am not on any medication. For autism. None. I'm not on any medication whatsoever right now. Now, the key into 
a healthy autistic child is to make sure the child is not idle. Productivity is very important. The mind cannot be idle. The child should not be watching TV for six, seven, eight hours a day. The child should be interactive because it's stimulating the brain. It's very important. Now, autism is not a mental illness. So let me tell you what happens. Let me tell you what happens. Autistic children are actually brilliant. They're very smart and they're usually very gifted. Very brilliant, very smart, and usually very gifted. They're so bright, okay? They're very smart. The processor on the inside of the mind is working, okay? And it's spitting out, but the printer is either jamming or the printer is slow. So there is a frustration on the inside, and some may become ver- some may become moaners or verbal or, you know, and begin to rock in frustration. So what you see is not a mental illness. It is the processor connected to the printer. The printer is getting jammed. And now it is there. It interrupts communication. It interrupts uh, the ability to learn on the same, at the same pace as other kids. Not level, because autistic children tend to be smart, brilliant, and and uh, gifted. So it's not that they're not on the same level. Everybody else's printer is got is digital, it's got Wi-Fi on it, it's got Bluetooth on it, honey, it's printed out in color, it's it's speed it listen, it's just spitting and they got the commercial printer and he's working with something analog. If you IT, you know what I'm talking about. It's it got the got the dial up. It's taking all slow. Listen, this is this is this. I'm trying to paint a very simple picture. So it's not that they don't have the capacity to learn like other children. It's it's that's not the deal. It is the printer, not the processor. Are we understanding? I'm speaking to you from as an autistic person. If it was a mental illness, as some have categorized it, you'd be surprised the misconceptions that are out there about autistic children. I would never be able to accomplish what I have accomplished in my life. 32 years with a consistent work history, operations expert running big companies, getting my business management degree, three certifications in different areas. This is a major accomplishment as an autistic adult. But I am not idle. I'm always doing something productive. Matter of fact, I only do one hour of TV, two hours tops a day. And two hours is a lot of TV for me. If I'm not on the computer, if I'm not playing some a game like a, you know, Sudoku or uh, something that stimulates my mind where I have to think and it, it requires cognitive thinking. It's very important that the child is not idle. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't have downtime with TV or with video games. But what I am saying is that they must be productive. Some parents leave them to their laptops or 
the or the TV too long. And let me tell you, your brain is a muscle. The the you know it's it's a you you must stimulate the child because it actually worsens through the years. And some some become almost non-functional. Some autistic children become non-functional because they're not being productive. So parents, please make sure your child is not idle. They cannot be idle. So that is what helps that that is what helps me as an autistic adult. I am never idle. I'm always productive. I'm doing something, even reading. But honey, let me tell you what happened. <clears throat> as soon as I as soon as I uh was able to communicate a little bit better. I was about eight years old. Honey, I got my hands on a manual that came with our first computer, Commodore 64. And my grandparents, who are no longer living, but when they were here growing up as children, they would get us one good Christmas gift a year because they had money. We didn't. <laughs> and they would get us one good Christmas gift a year. So this particular year, they decided to get everybody something they could enjoy. And they got us our first computer. Let me tell you, it was a Commodore 64. And I sat and I read that manual like a Bible. And I didn't get up from the chair until I understood the, the DOS programming they were they were um, itemizing in the manual, step-by-step, step, how to do it. Honey, when I tell you, when I made my first graphics and the balls was going, you know, zigzag across the screen. It was a bright yellow neon ball and it showed the lines attached to the ball. Listen, I was, if you IT, you understand, you know what I'm talking about. I was excited. I was excited. I was so excited. I was ecstatic. And that was when I fell in love with computers. And then that led me into my profession now because you can't be you can't be an executive or uh or a senior administrator in the corporate arena without knowing computers. You just have to know computers. But listen, being autistic, you are absolutely Absolutely. In the possibility of being successful. But it you must be productive. You must work hard. But they must not be idle. It's very important. Being faith-oriented. Keeping God in the center of my life. And not being idle. Totally contributes to my autism being under control. So how do I handle when I do have my episodes? I sing. I'm a classical pianist, so I play. Um, I write. I It's usually creative outlets. It's usually creative outlets. But I just want to encourage parents with autistic children. Do not let negative reports from doctors discourage you from believing improvement in your child. God is also a healer. So let's not, let's not, you know, put him on the back burner. 
God is a healer and he can improve your child's situation with a little bit of prayer. He's only a call away. He's got a 1-800 number and it's open 24 hours, seven days a week. Now, the last part of my segment. The top seven best people who will motivate and guide you. And I got to hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. Because I'm thirsty. <laughs> I need some water. Hold on. I I guess I'll press pause. Just a moment. Let's, it might. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I have grabbed my water. Let me take a sip because my throat is scratchy. Am I yelling at you guys? <laughs> my voice tends to carry. Listen, my son said the other day, like a day or two ago, why are you yelling? <laughs> I said, I think it's worse now because I'm podcasting almost every day and I tend to yell in the speakers so they can hear me. He said, no, don't stop yelling. Hold on. Let me sit. Okay. So top seven best people who will motivate you and guide you. Listen. That's a good list. Okay, so I chose not the top ten or top five or top seven. Seven in biblical numerology is is the is a perfect number. So I'm gonna go with seven. The top seven best people who will motivate and guide you. Number one. Kevin O'Leary. Not in any, let me say this, Kevin. Don't get too happy now. Not in any particular order. Because, you know, you, you got to say these things to people like him. <laughs> Kevin O'Leary. Lisa Ann Jaya. I. <laughs> Viola Davis. You ever hear her speak? It's very powerful. Angela Bassett. I said, girl, she's talking straight to me. That listen. You, okay, that was a word for me. Okay, then, oh, listen. Steve Harvey. Now, he's very popular as a motivational speaker. Now, I, I got to bring him to my church because he got to, he's, he's got, he's got to do, he's got to do a sermon itself, man. <laughs> he be on point. So, Steve Harvey. Matthew McConaughey. I, I jacked up his last name, but I, that's okay. He forgives me. <laughs> Last but not least, Joyce Meyer. She is a brilliant, wonderful evangelist. She of Joyce Meyer's Ministries. She can be found streaming. She can be found on YouTube. She can be found on a website. But uh, she's she's a wonderful, practical, everyday. Teacher, she she brings the scriptures to life, and then she makes it applicable to everyday life. It's sort of like what I do. <laughs> but Joyce Myers, okay, and that is my list, and that is my podcast for business and you. Y'all have a beautiful week. God bless you. Peace. Thank you.
Thank you for joining Alisa and Giles podcast, where my motto is, you could always be a better version of who you were before. You could always be a better version of who you were before.